This conversation originally aired on Koinonia, which can be heard Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360 in Phoenix or online at faithtalk1360.com. As I mentioned at the beginning of the program, we had a decision come down yesterday in the courts, and uh, it didn't it didn't go what I would call in the logical direction. But as always, we always try to go to the experts, Alliance Defending Freedom, and uh, Christian Wagner is joining us. He's the senior counsel and senior vice president of U.S. Legal Advocacy. And uh, she's going to fill us in on this case and the decision and where we go from uh, from here. Uh, Kristen, welcome to Koinonia. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, for those that may not have seen the, the news yesterday or been on social media at all today, give us a little bit of a background of uh, the case we're talking about and uh, the impact of yesterday's decision. Sure. Well, the case involves a 72-year-old grandmother in Washington State, and she um, has pretty much grown up in the florist business, taking over her floral shop from her mother. She's been in it for 42 years, and she um, loves and serves everyone who comes in her door. Um, She had befriended a customer who she knew was gay, and he knew she was religious. They worked together for nearly 10 years while she designed all kinds of arrangements for him, including arrangements for his partner. But after Washington decided to redefine marriage to include same-sex couples, this gentleman came in, Rob Ingersoll, and asked her to do his same-sex ceremony. And Baronel um, took his hand, kindly said, I'm sorry, I can't because of my relationship with Jesus Christ. They continued to talk about his wedding plans and whether his mom would walk him down the aisle, how they got engaged. And she gave him three referrals to nearby florists who she knew would do a good job on his wedding. They hugged and he left. Then uh, suddenly she got a knock on her door with a certified letter and the attorney general said, if you do not do same-sex weddings, then you must give up your entire wedding business mm. or violate your conscience and, and do these same-sex, same-sex weddings, or he would sue her. And that's what happened. That is, it is, uh, I think, more evidence of really how uh, tolerance uh, is not considered to be a two-way street. <laughs> No, it's not. You know, that, that's a, an appropriate saying, um, but it's a little bit hollow here in this case. We need to get to a place where we're restoring balance and truly have an inclusive society, one that doesn't attempt to put people of faith at the margins of that society. And it seems like uh, in the media, it, it, it is kind of one-sided as well, as we've seen some of the comments uh, from major clothing designers and artists of different uh, of different ilks, and how they will or won't uh, provide uh, dresses for the first lady and things of that. It just seems like it's a, a real blatant double standard to me. 
Well, it certainly is. I mean, on the left, they don't want to have to design the dress because they claim that it's creative, a creative expression and, and they're creative professionals. But we have cases, not just Baronelle's, but other cases where we have those who are producing videos, those who are doing graphics design, and in Baronelle's case, those who are producing visual art and are having to celebrate same-sex ceremonies against their conscience. But the left says it's okay to force them to violate their conscience and to violate their free speech rights. Uh, Kristen, why is this important to us here in Arizona? I know some say, you know, but that's 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 out there in the uh, left coast and that that's not going to affect us. <laughs> Did you say in Arizona? Yes. Well, we have a case in Arizona right now uh, where hand painters and calligraphers are threatened with jail time by a Phoenix ordinance if they don't produce art for same-sex ceremonies and in other areas that would violate their religious convictions. They will face jail time under the city ordinance. That case is right now in, um, in the district court. It will be headed up to the Court of Appeals very shortly. So that's why we should care. All Americans should be free to peacefully live and work consistent with their convictions without the fear of government punishment. That's the core issue here. We also know that civil liberties travel together. So no matter what you think of marriage, even if you're not religious, the same precedent that can force these Arizona calligraphers and hand painters or force Baronel, the floral design artist, to violate their conscience can force you to violate yours in your profession. And if we want to have national security, we want to have economic freedom, we want gender empowerment and freedom of the press, we know that in all of those freedoms, the linchpin is religious freedom. Now, I had somebody else ask me, uh, is this another case of it just being in the wrong um, uh, district court? Uh, Is that the case, or is this something that's kind of permeating many of the other districts as well? It's throughout the United States, but what makes Baronel's case particularly unique is the spiteful, punitive way that the ACLU and the government came after her. They are trying to ruin her. So it's not about setting a legal principle. They actually sued her business, but sued her personally, too. And all of her assets are at risk. They're all, her home, her retirement, her savings, they're all at risk because she referred for one event in 10 years. That is, well, uh, I made mention to my audience at the beginning of the program that I would do my best not to get on the uh, soapbox and start my rant because I'm just angry about it. And uh, you actually have uh, information that we need to know and uh, things that we can specifically be be praying about. Tell me a little bit about the decision itself and uh, where you think the next step is legally uh, as it goes to the next level. Well, the decision um, said that Baronel does not have um, protection under the First Amendment, um, under the free speech guarantees that are in the Constitution, that she does not um, have the free exercise of religion, and that she either must do same-sex weddings, including potentially attending weddings and celebrating those weddings in violation of her conscience, or she needs to shut down her wedding business altogether. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the, the arguments that uh, ADF and others that did uh, briefs uh, bring to the court? 
Well, first of all, just the basic argument of the right to speak freely and the right to refrain from speaking. Um, case law says that that's the Constitution's majestic guarantee. They refer to it as a fixed star in our constitutional constellation. If we value the freedom of the mind and the spirit, we don't force artists to create art that violates their conscience. Um, we don't force people to it's called compelled speech. We don't force people to engage in speech, whether it's written word or spoken word or visual art, to create that against their will. And there's broad, robust uh, jurisprudence on that subject. But the other argument is even more basic, which is just the free exercise of religion. Um, the the free exercise of religion in, in the state constitution and federal constitution talks about the, in the state constitution, absolute freedom of conscience. Um, Baronel, there's no need to force a 72-year-old grandmother who lovingly serves everybody to do a specific event and participate in a religious ceremony, mm -hmm. particularly when the couple was referred to three other florists, and they testified they got free offers for flowers for 20 different weddings after the news became public. Goodness gracious. Christian Wagner is my guest, Alliance Defending Freedom. ADF was uh, founded uh, basically because our side and our viewpoint wasn't being represented in the courts. The ACLU has a long history of using intimidation to get uh, schools and other organizations to kind of restrict uh, uh, religious freedoms. And the, I, 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 when I first heard this case, I thought, oh, they're just doing this just uh, to try to intimidate and squash anybody from even breathing uh, a, a, a fact about their own religious freedom and their own beliefs. And here it is, uh, the next step, we could be going to the Supreme Court. Well, we hope we're, we, we definitely are going to the Supreme Court, and we hope that the court will hear the case. But I, I do want to urge your, your listeners to, to do a couple of things, because I think that this is a battle that we all need to be engaged in. Uh, Baronelle likes to say people tell her that they're standing behind her, but she would really like people to stand beside her yeah. um, and to, to help in this battle, because all of our freedom is at stake. Um, so, you know, the first thing I would encourage your listeners to do is President Trump is considering an executive order on religious freedom right now. And we need to call the White House and tell them to sign that order. And it's going to help those at the federal level not be discriminated against uh, based on their religious beliefs. That's not going to solve Baronell's case, but it is going to help other Americans. And it's a first step in ensuring balance and inclusivity and really tolerance for all Americans. So that's one tangible thing that we can do. Another is you could look at Let Freedom bloom.com that's our website that talks about baronelle's case and how you can help um, and then we just need to start talking to our neighbors and understanding this issue and writing op-eds and being present in the public square it's one thing to defend the truth which is what we do here at adf but all of us also need to speak the truth because if we don't speak it then the culture never hears it, and that's why, in part, I think Baronel's case was lost at the state Supreme Court, but it will be heard before the U.S. Supreme Court, and we're confident that they will vindicate her constitutional rights. Christian, also, uh, as always, we start with prayer. I know there at ADF, you guys are very, very good in 
requesting specific prayer for specific things that are going on, all you have to go is uh, do is go to adflegal.org, adflegal.org. You can sign up for newsletters. You can sign up uh, for whatever area maybe that you think you're called to pray and support specifically, because making these arguments in these courts is not inexpensive. And in fact, there's probably no way uh, that uh, Baronel would be able to afford this kind of defense were it not for ADF's supporters uh, making this possible. That's true. We provide our services pro bono um, to all those that we represent, and we certainly would appreciate any help. You know, we've told some of our ministry friends that uh, the ACLU raised $24 million in a weekend recently. In a weekend? In a weekend. And, you know, they may say it's under the auspices of the refugee crisis or whatever tagline or noble cause they're using. But I am telling you that almost every case that we have in this area, the ACLU shows up in one form or another on the other side. And we need to be able to go toe-to-toe with them. Amen. ADFlegal.org is the, uh, uh, the, the website for everything information. What was the website specifically for this case? LetFreedomBloom.com. Kristen Wagner, Senior Counsel and Senior Vice President of U.S. Legal Advocacy, joining us here on Koinonia. Make that call to the White House today. Go online, see how you can support, and be in prayer. Uh, Thanks for all that you do, Kristen, and uh, thank you for being on the front lines for religious freedom. Thank you. For questions or comments, please email tom at faithtalk1360.com. That's tom at faithtalk1360.com.